Turn with me, if you will, to Luke 24, verses 13 through 35. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation which you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some women in our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. And they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all in scripture the things concerning himself so they drew near to the village which they were going he appeared to be going further but they constrained him saying stay with us for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent so he went in to stay with them when he sat when he was at the table with them he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them and their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven gathered together, and those who were with them, who said the Lord had risen indeed and had appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. This is a wonderful story of, a, of two people after Jesus' resurrection were very sad and confused and troubled and decided to make a long journey home to Emmaus in their confusion and their sadness. They come across a stranger 
who's wondering what's going on. Of course, that stranger is Jesus. And they don't recognize him as such. And they start to... First of all, I think the guy must be out of his mind. You know, you're some kind of hermit. You don't know what's going on. Haven't you heard about all that's taken place in Jerusalem? Buried your hand in the sand, not seeing what's going on. So they start to explain that Jesus was taken into custody and crucified by Pilate. We thought he was the one, and we were certain. But alas, it appears he was not. And yet, some of our women folk came back and told us that he was risen. But of course, we didn't believe them. We had to have a few men go and verify that and <laughs> make sure that was, that was right. And, and, and they did. Sure enough, the body's done. We don't know what that was. We're flummoxed. Bone puzzled. Don't know what to do with that. The stranger begins to explain, oh, how foolish you are. Don't you, don't you see it? And on this seven-mile journey, this stranger starts to explain. And they're, they're fascinated. They're amazed at what he has to say. Really? I never, I never noticed that in the scriptures before. Moses did that, huh? I never noticed that before. Really? Isaiah said that. I, I never thought of that. That's, that's pretty good. I really said that. I should read that more often. I never thought of that. Micah said that, huh? How did I, I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> Obadiah, how do you spell that? I should read those things. And they get to Emmaus, and Jesus says, but this is the part I like. Jesus is going on. He's, he's going to keep going. They're going, they're going to their house. They're fumbling for keys. Going on, Jesus is just going to keep going. See it. And they say, no, wait a minute. We want to know more. This is part of our life. Wait, 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 wait. No, come. Come stay with us. We want to know more. You see, Jesus wasn't... It could have stopped there. It could have stopped with just a, a bunch of fascinating facts. It could have stopped with just, which, which they would have bored everyone with. <laughs> the way I do Katie uh, over dinner with a bunch of movie trivia. Uh, you know, did you, you know, like, oh, did you know Cary Grant did this? <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got tons of boring facts. The, uh, a lot of biblical facts that really are of no consequence but can really fill a lot of time. They would have bored the disciples to death with that stuff for a long time. And if they'd have left it that, Jesus just would have kept walking. They would have said, did you know Obadiah said this about the Christ? And they would have done that for dinner for years. Uh, over that, and, and all of that. If it had ended right there, and they would have just gone about their business. But they said, no, 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 no. Come, come stay with us. It would have stopped at a trivial level. 
it would have just been interesting information. But they said, no, no, no. Come. Sit with us a while. Stay with us. Sit late. You're not going to get me here tonight. And they came in and they extended some hospitality and they said, come and stay with us and partake of some bread and wine and have dinner and be in our home and be a part of our family tonight. Which is a huge difference than taking a walk down the road and exchanging some information. Especially in the ancient world. Sharing a meal is a very different thing than exchanging a conversation down the road. In the ancient world, sharing a meal is a very intimate thing. In fact, that's why, that's why the, when the priests in, in, when the priests were emphasizing in the Jewish law uh, the, the prohibition about certain foods for Jewish people, they knew what they were doing in the exile. And they said, when you go into exile, there are clean foods and there are unclean foods. You will not eat unclean foods. They knew what they were doing. Because when you go into Babylon and your Babylonian neighbor invites you over for dinner, right? They knew if you couldn't eat pig. But they made sure to emphasize, don't eat pig. And your Babylonian neighbor was serving up ham that night. They knew that that would keep you from becoming too close with your Babylonian neighbors. And they knew that that would keep you from going to the Babylonian church. <laughs> and that would keep you from becoming Babylonian religion. <laughs> and it was sad because when they returned from Babylonia, they were solid Jewish folks. And they rebuilt the temple. And we still have Jews today because of that. That didn't happen when the North, when the Assyrians invaded the northern kingdom. They pretty much assimilated into the northern culture. And we lost half the Jewish culture into the Assyrian people because they got assimilated into the Assyrian culture. So that's why the priest said, we got to make sure this doesn't happen when the Babylonians are served. And so they said, make sure we emphasize certain things like keeping kosher. And it worked. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> what was I talking about? I was talking about, oh, it's so intimacy. Uh, sharing a meal is a very intimate thing in Jewish culture. Come. Share a meal with us. And so Jude, Jesus came in and sat down. And oddly, Jesus kind of plays host here. And he picks up the bread. Blessed. He broke it. And all of a sudden their eyes are open. And we knew it all along. 
the depth of their understanding increased. They, they knew Jesus in a way they never knew Jesus before. In a very real and tangible way. Through the break that... And Luke is really trying to say something to his own community. And it has to do with the Eucharist. Uh, in a way that, you know, Protestants don't really understand these days. Uh, we, we kind of rebel against this idea that, that, that in, the, in the Eucharist, in the breaking of the bread, you, you know Christ in a way that you know the risen Christ in the breaking of the bread. We Protestants know the risen Christ in the experience of the Holy Spirit. And symbolized in the breaking of the bread. And I think we, can, we all get that right, right. We get that. Amen. In the, in the inviting of the Holy Spirit into our hearts, we experience the risen Christ. And that's what this is about. That invitation of Jesus Christ into our hearts, into our home into our lives. Oh, we can take a walk with Jesus once a week on a Sunday. We can take a walk with Jesus every once in a while. We can sing some songs and enjoy our time together. We can hear some inspiring words and, and you know, all of that. But that's very different than inviting Jesus in. Oh, we can we can know some trivia and impress people at dinner <laughs> with some information. Right? We can know we can know the Bible pretty well. A lot of people know the Bible pretty well, and still not make that invitation in, and not have that experience of knowing that moment of. Did not our hearts burn? Did not we recognize Him? And the, 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 reason I, the reason I love this story is because Jesus was just going to go, right? It's, it's up to us. It's all incumbent on us. Jesus will come and go. It's our choice. And we can do it. And there's ways to do it. But there comes a moment in our lives when we choose. And, you know, I, and we can talk about an altar call, we can talk about a conversion experience, we can talk about that moment at church camp when the, you know, the preacher says come forward or we can talk about that Billy Graham crusade and sing just as I am. Or we can talk about that lifelong journey when we do it over and over again. Or we can talk about that that daily struggle when we get up every morning and we look in the mirror and say, Jesus, this morning I'm inviting you in my home, my heart again. 
That's how I have to do it every morning. But it, it really starts with that invitation. And it's something that is cultivated through, through prayer. Through not just reading and getting information, but through devotional soaking up the Word. Through letting the Word of God speak to us. You know, the Bible, the Bible is the Word of God not because of who wrote it, but because of what it speaks to us. <laughs> right? But because it speaks word of truth to our condition. <laughs> Amen? Right? So it only works if we if we read it devotionally into our into our condition. Right? And this worship experience. And the experience of community, of being the body of Christ, and practicing ministry, mission together, draws us closer to God and draws Christ into our hearts. We've all, you know, anyone who's those folks who have been went to Alaska, you know what I'm talking about. Amen? Amen? You okay, they're so quiet. Give me an amen. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When you when you give your heart out there, Jesus jumps right in. Amen? So I want, I want you to hear Luke's story as an invitation to don't let Jesus just keep walking. But invite him in. Bring out the brain. And let him break it over the flame. Let him bless it. Eat. Partake. And then what I love is <laughs> Cleopas and, and probably his wife, is why we don't know the other person's name. <laughs> Cleopas and his wife probably get up. They get up and run back, and they gotta go tell everybody else. <laughs> Seven miles. Oh, it's it's late at night too. They're running, right? They run back seven miles to tell everybody else what just happened. I love that, but because of the joy, because of the joy. But don't let Jesus keep walking. I don't Our loving and gracious God, we are all on this journey. We are on our own walks back home. Some of us, some of us are in despair. Some of us are longing. Some of us are in sadness. Some of us are wondering what happened. What's going on? Some of us are hearing the trivia. And it's not sinking in. Help us to invite you in to our own hearts that we might experience you in a real and tangible way.
help us to open it up. Help us to make the bread available for you to bless. We ask this. How can I